0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: Welcome to Season 5, Episode 102 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. The National Shooting Sports Foundation sent an online survey to firearm and ammunition retailers regarding their business in 2021. The staggering results were just posted this past January of 2022. To give a comparison of firearm sales, in 2016 was the largest jump in firearm sales at 16.7 million guns That were sold in 2016. 2020 to this date currently holds the record of 22.8 million guns that were sold in 2020. Last year in 2021, we had 18.5 million guns that were sold. The results of this survey from the National Shooting Sports Foundation indicated that of those 18.5 million guns sold, 5.4 million were first time gun buyers in 2021. This survey also indicated that almost half of these first time gun buyers were under the age of 40. Also, they found in this survey that each of these customers, the average number of firearms per person that were purchased, rounded up to about two firearms per person. In 2021, nearly 47% of these first time gun buyers in 2021 asked about training, and 43% of them actually signed up for a training class to learn how to use this brand new firearm that they just purchased. Nearly 23% of retailers indicated that the first time gun buyers in 2020 purchased another firearm in 2021. Over 33% of first-time gun buyers in 2021 were women. 44% of retailers saw an increase of not only African-Americans purchasing firearms in 2021, but also 40% of the retailers saw an increase of Hispanics, and over 20% of retailers saw an increase of Asian-Americans purchasing firearms last year. Over 18% of retailers also saw an increase of Native Americans purchasing firearms. One thing that came across loud and clear in this survey, it revealed that these new gun owners are continuing to embrace their Second Amendment rights, and nearly half of them are seeking out professional training. They want to learn more about gun safety and firearms education. These trends show that not only is there still a strong interest in gun ownership, but also that these new gun owners are interested in learning more about the safe and responsible handling, use, and storage of their firearms. These new gun owners are willing to spend extra time. They're definitely willing to spend the money. They're willing to drive further and pay for classes and training and seeking instructors who are knowledgeable in teaching them the safe way to learn all about their new interest in firearms. So what are some of the challenges that we as firearms enthusiasts that want to embrace this new audience of firearm owners, what are some of the challenges that we face in trying to welcome them into our shooting sports world and into our hunting world? How can we hook them in, get them as excited as we are, and more importantly, keep them so they come back from year after year to keep doing the sport that we all love? How can we make sure that they have that same passion for years to come? While introducing new people to hunting and the shooting sports is a very noble pursuit, the key to saving what we all love is retaining these brand new shooters and hopefully they're turning into hunters one day as well. A lot of hunting organizations have a mission to recruit new hunters and they gauge their success by the number of individuals taken to the field each year. Same could be said by shooting organizations. So a lot of um, ranges and a lot of clubs, they gauge their success by the number of memberships they have or the number of people that come through their doors every day, every week, month and year. But how do they retain these new members? So by sending members into the community for the very first time and taking them in and saying, welcome to the shooting sports world and welcome to the hunting world, now you're on your own, that's definitely not a good model of success. These organizations oftentimes just like to be able to check another box and add the first time hunter or the first time shooter to their total numbers for the year. However, A more apt measure of success might be how many of these first time hunters or shooters returned to the field or to the organization in subsequent months and years. I've had several organizations tell me that they did their part. Now it's up to these first time shooters and hunters to advance on their own. They say this even though the organization provides no follow up resources for their quote, graduates. When I've asked about the policy of some of these organizations regarding returning members, shooters, and hunters, I get some of the most curious replies. The most common and puzzling of these responses is that many of the returning hunters especially, they just want to fill their freezers. This attitude totally ignores and rejects the notion that the participants really actually enjoy hunting, but they've not yet discovered the resources or the means to go at it alone. That is likely introducing someone to any activity that you are passionate about and then banishing them if they are successful. A major flaw with some first-time hunting or shooting organizations is not understanding their customer or their needs. Not all hunters and shooters are the same. This one-and-done, check-the-box policy oftentimes assumes that all hunters like deer hunting or all hunters like duck hunting. I know several hunters that are duck hunters, but they absolutely don't enjoy deer hunting to the same level and vice versa and so on. Same with shooters. You can not assume that everybody who shoots a handgun love shooting Glocks, for example. But what about the rest of the handgun shooters that love their revolvers? So it's definitely not a one-size-fits-all mold on who these people are that are coming into the shooting world and who are coming into the world of hunting. A proper recruitment and retention organization or club should give these new hunters and shooters a taste of all of the different flavors of hunting and shooting that are possible. So let's first talk about this new group of 5.4 million new gun owners from the year 2021. We know that these new firearm owners, based on the massive survey that was recently published, we know that they're out there. We know that they now have the tools that they need. And we also know that they want our help, our guidance and our expertise our being those of us who are already in the shooting sports and we can pass on some of our knowledge and skills to these new users communication is always the key to success meeting and engaging with this new group of firearm owners is the first step a brand new owner of a firearm they want the knowledge they want the training they want that mentorship opportunity so going to their level and bringing bringing that skill set down to the lowest common denominator so they feel comfortable if you want to bring a new shooter out to a range for the very first time pay attention to the environment that you're bringing this person into It might not even concern us or we may not even, you know, flinch or bat an eye when we get out of our vehicle at a public outdoor gun range and what do you hear? You're hearing the sounds of people enjoying the shooting sports, whether it's with pistols, you know, revolvers, rifles, shotguns, whatever it may be, it's noisy. So going to a gun range is noisy. Then, if you compare that to an indoor gun range, oftentimes it's even noisier even before you put on your hearing protection and actually go into the area where you'll be shooting. Step outside of your comfort zone and put yourself in their shoes. They've never done anything like this, most of them, and they've never experienced anything like this. Think about how you would feel if you walked into this very strange environment with lots of noise, lots of equipment that you are not very comfortable or familiar with, and looking around the room or the range, it may appear that a lot of the people that are attending might have a lot of experience. You've gotta crawl before you can walk, before you can sprint. And when we take a brand new firearms owner to a range setting that we have been comfortable with and familiar with over a long time, you're actually taking them from the ground all the way up to the sprint. So they may not be as comfortable at all in this environment like you may be. So you may have to take a few baby steps and go backwards and maybe you start their experience in the classroom. Maybe you just have that mentorship opportunity where it's one on one or one on few. And you walk them through what to expect, you know, going through the firearm safety using posters or, you know, unloaded firearms and ammunition nowhere near indoors in the classroom. You know, let them handle the firearm before they can actually go shoot it. You know, take them back to the fundamentals and the basics so they're very comfortable with what they're going to be shooting before they ever get to actually shoot it. This is something that is obviously not done at the point of sale when you purchase a firearm. They do not teach you anything about, you know, the safety, the basics, the fundamentals, how to shoot, how to do any of that. You know, you might get a little lesson on gun safety and safe storage, but that's about it. So go back and really stretch out what's important to us as firearm owners in regards to safety which is always number 1 but why why we do it you know why are we so passionate about having firearms and why is the second amendment so important to us by having a few hours with this person that you're mentoring you know taking them through the the very history of why we do what we do and get them to a comfort level that they've not experienced yet. Once you take them through those basics and they're comfortable with handling the unloaded firearm and working the action and, you know, holding it and feeling it and working through the fundamentals on how to aim, how to press the trigger and so on. Once you take them through those basics, then your next step is building into going to the range. So you're slowly easing them into those different stages that we are already at in our firearm journey. I challenge you the next time you go to a range, whether it's an indoor range, outdoor, private, public, and just look around. Go to the pistol range and sit back and watch. Watch how the people are handling their firearms, Watch their body language. It's very easy to tell those who have had training and those who have not. It's even easier to tell who the first-time gun owners are and who the first-time shooters are or very inexperienced shooters right there on the line. Pay attention to how they're acting. What's their facial expression? Are they afraid? Are they intimidated? Are they anticipating Is the gun too big for them? Is it too much gun for them? You know, we hear this over and over again when I work with new shooters, especially women, about what guns that were sold to them because somebody said, this is the best gun for you. But that individual did not have the opportunity to try out different firearms to see which was the best for them. We see it all the time. And so just sit back and and watch um, these new shooters or any shooters on the pistol side at a gun range, and you'll learn a lot. And you may actually learn how to be a better teacher, mentor, a better communicator with somebody that is coming to you or that you are advertising to help teach people more about gun safety and gun responsibility. Now let's switch over and talk about the hunting side of things. There are a few steps to keep hunters coming back into the field season after season. There are three stages of the pre-hunt preparedness that need to be completed before the season opens. The first step is where the National Rifle Association comes in. All new hunters should really consider becoming a member of the NRA. There are several benefits to this. First, the Second Amendment protections for which the NRA fights benefits all hunters and the sport as a whole. Second. NRA membership comes with an annual subscription to one of the NRA's magazines. A subscription to American Hunter keeps new hunters abreast of legislative changes while also finding useful tips and techniques that are out there in the field. The next step of the pre-hunt preparedness is getting new hunters involved. This is the time to sit down with these new hunters that you find and you've worked hard to seek out and plan a variety of opportunities. Share with them how to search for public lands, show them how to apply for drawing hunts, and making them familiar with the local laws where they will be hunting. This is also a good time to teach new hunters how to find a lease or how to meet local landowners. When meeting landowners, it's sometimes possible to trade work on the property in the off-season for hunting access, of course, depending on where you live. This teaches the new hunters how to utilize resources when they eventually will be able to go at it alone. The next step in mentoring a new hunter is to find the necessary gear. Shopping as a group benefits everyone. When the hunting season is over, local retailers frequently offer bargains and sales to clearance out the hunting gear. This is a great time to go shopping to get prepared for the next season coming up before merchandise goes back to full price. Many retailers offer additional discounts when purchasing in large quantities, and many offer discounts to help new hunters entering the sport. It also helps the local economy at a time when local businesses and other brick and mortar stores need all the support they can get. So shop locally and shop small business is a benefit for everyone. The fourth step is the actual hunt. This is actually the shortest step. Just remember that telling is not synonymous with teaching. People learn by doing. The NRA's total participant involvement, and those of you that have taken an NRA class know all about TPI, That strategy ensures that group participation among new recruits continues. Everyone is expected to help everyone else. If you've ever been at a hunting camp or on a deer lease or just hunting with your family and friends, you'll know that there is always, always something to do and usually work to be done. So for example, if one hunter or the new hunter harvests his or her game before anybody else does, that does not mean that he or she is done for the day. There's always something for everybody to pitch in and help with. This means everybody gets up at the same time. In other words, nobody gets to sleep in when you're at deer camp. There's always work to do around camp, like cooking, cooking, Cleaning, and helping others as they bring in their animals that need cleaning and processing from the field. The fifth step involves following up with your new hunters after the hunt and even after hunting season well into the off season. This could also be called the debriefing stage. You'll need to ensure that everyone gets their game properly processed, either by showing them how to do it themselves or where to take it to be done commercially. Lastly, this might be a great time to have a wild game cookout for all of the new people in your circle who've just enjoyed a hunting season to enjoy their success and to share their memories, talking about resources for the following hunting season, and most importantly, being available to them to help them, guide them, and mentor them as they go at it alone in the next season and beyond. As you can see, the pre-hunt stage is your largest and first step. This is different from some beginning hunting organizations and clubs. As your new recruits begin planning into their next hunting season, it's time for you to start looking for the next year's crop of new hunters to be there for to guide, motivate, and get them excited about getting into the woods and waters for the next season. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters and creating memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you've heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit northamericanoutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day.